Blog Talk Radio. along with us today. We have got one hell of a show lined up for you. I uh, just want to let you know that uh, around the corner and around the world, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing you the best in indie music to over 10 million listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests today, and we've got our engineer extraordinaire, Nick Rogers, with us, our entire crew here at the Asylum. Me, I am reluctantly John Bon Jovial, and now... Here is the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, reluctant John Bon Jovial. And uh, welcome to all you <laughs> listeners out there in the, in, the, uh, in the cyber world, I guess we'd say, around the world. Uh, welcome to all of you. We do, in fact, have a great big show on today. And uh, first... Hey, this is Michaela, and you're listening to The David Bowers. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Always, always have an open door for Michaela, and uh, we've got to get right to it because we have some really exciting guests today and a lot going on, so I want to welcome you to the show and remind you, around the world, this is the show where every show is an award show, and uh if you have someone or something you think deserves an award because they did something exceptionally brilliant or exceptionally stupid, drop us a line to david at thedavidbowers.com. Tell us who you think should get an award and why, and uh, perhaps we'll use it right here on the show. There's so many award shows, we decided every show should be an award show. The only thing we did is we did away with nominating committees and phony balloting. You want to give somebody an award, we give them an award simple and easy as that. And you and our guests get to pick the awards. Today, we're going to give our first V. David Bowers Award to women. I thought that was appropriate because today is International Women's Day, and all around the world, International Women's Day represents the opportunity to celebrate achievements of women and calling for equality, of course. Make it happen is the 2015 theme for internationalwomensday.com, their global hub, encouraging effective action for advancing and recognizing women around the world. A big, a big shout-out to women around the world. Also, I want to give a big shout-out to Dane at Reputation Shouts Radio in the U.K. A Reputation Shouts, of course, carries this uh, show on podcast, and we really appreciate working with them true music professionals. Dane is host Johnny's assistant. He's the guy that makes Johnny look good, as every assistant does, like my John Bon Jovial. And he's always there to help (laughs) others, too. So thanks to you, Dane, and to Johnny and all of the Reputation Shouts radio crew, as well as all our listeners over there in the U.K. We've got a special guest you'll be especially interested in coming up in just a couple of moments. We've got another exciting show, a lot of people, and a lot of music. So remember... You got someone or something you think deserves an award, email david at thedavidbowers.com. Put awards 
in the subject line. John Bon Jovial. Yes, sir. Well, we just want to let you know that if you've got a question or a comment for any of our guests, you can call into the David Bowers Awards at area code 347-945-7137. That's area code 347-945-7137. Or you can log into our chat room on blogtalkradio.com. Coming up on the David Bowers Awards from the Oak Ridge Boys, Bon Joey himself, Joe Bonsell, and our latest indie artist find, the sweet sounds of Lori Diamond and Fred Atabelli. But first, from across the pond, the man who's made himself a legend producing some of the Biggest names in modern rock, including Elton John, Led Zeppelin, Oasis, Twisted Sister, Bill Wyman, George Harrison, Robbie Williams, Cliff Richard, Bad Company, and Barry White, and just to name a few of the artists that this gentleman has worked with. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. Grammy Award-winning producer, Mr. Stuart Epps. And we're going to bring Mr. Epps on right now. We're going to do something a little bit different this time. We are going to combine our musical guest and Rockstar 101, where we try to help upcoming aspiring artists with some tips on how to become a rock star. To all of you, here's a gentleman that can make it happen for you. He has done it with so many big names. His list of achievements reads like the who's who of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Welcome aboard today, Mr. Stuart Epps. Stuart, are you with us? Yeah, hi there, guys. Hiya, David. Hi. Welcome um, aboard. How are you doing today? Yeah, pretty good. It's good stuff over here. It's been nice weather today, and looking forward to this. Fantastic. Uh, we've been and looking we forward to talking to you for a long time, long time. Absolutely. Yeah, and you well, have a You have a very, very special reason for being here. Because after working with so many big-name artists over the years, you have just turned a new page in your book, and you are now working with indie artists, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, obviously, uh, with the invention of the Internet, you know, it's limitless now, really, what you can do technically and sharing webs uh, with people's sessions from all over the world. So um, it's really been – it's really brilliant to be able to uh, – work with new artists and, and just give my um, experience over the years in engineering and producing and help wherever I can. Well, that is excellent, and it is absolutely excellent that uh, for, the, for the indie artists that someone of your stature and experience uh, will be working with them now. Going back to your history now, you, uh, as uh, John Bon Jovial noted, you've worked with uh, a lot of names that people are very familiar with, some of the biggest artists in the world. What have you, you put a lot of your own self into your work with them. What have you taken out of that? What have you gotten out of working with, with people like Elton John and the Stones and the other artists you've worked with? Well, it's it's always reciprocal. I mean, when I actually a lot of well, some of the people that I worked with when I first worked with them, they weren't well known at all, and that's the case with Elton. Uh, he was just one of the singers, one of the songwriters for Dick James, who was the Beatles' music publisher that I was working with uh, from 1967. And um, I was 15 at the time. You know, I'd been in bands and I loved music and I was all into music and singing at the time. But uh, when I started working. Uh, at this publisher's, that's when I got to meet him and some other musicians that were around at the time. We had a small studio, and it really opened my eyes and opened my ears, really, to some amazing music. And certainly Elton's 
music when he sat down, played the piano. Uh, they were songs that I just took me away. I'd never heard anything quite like that. And this was live, you know, this is someone sitting in front of you playing this stuff and you've never heard this sound before. And so that was co- totally new to me, although I was so into the Beatles and so into music anyway. And, um, you know, it was just a whole great world there in the, in the mid-60s in London um, at that time. There were so many great bands. So, you know, working with these artists and listening to them record and watching them record in the studio now, was very exciting times. And then, obviously, all I wanted to do is work with these people and, and, and learn and, you know, learn more about music and more about record making. And that's um, what we were all doing, really. We're all learning and we're all getting everything off each other. Elton's, you know, a big fan of music himself and loved all this stuff, especially from the States, you know, that we used to listen, listen to that would come in on imports. And uh, it was just a great time. And so then when I'm... I'm Getting to work with these, with, with Elton in particular, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully I, you know, could sort of pass on any musical knowledge and eventually production and sound, making sounds to him and to bands that he was working with. But it was all, everyone feeding off each other, really. That was what was great about those times. That's what's great about bands, you know, you get different individuals and different personalities all um, learning from each other. And of course, there'd be arguments and a lot of great times, good fun as well, but uh, the main thing was all making this great music together and learning from each other, really. You've certainly, you've certainly done a lot of that, and we're going to, uh, we're going to sample some of your work uh, right now, as a matter of fact. The first, uh, oh, the first one of your artists that I'm going to uh, tap to play here is a, uh, is a song called Seven Years. Tell us about the, uh, the artist Ginger Tom. Oh, right. Well, that's, yeah, because um, I didn't know exactly what you were going to play. And, uh, yeah, that's um, two guys, uh, indie artists that um, that came to me via Music X-Ray, I think it was. And, uh, you know, I think I heard their demos and just thought, this is different. You know, this is really good. I like this. And so I, I remixed uh, this particular track. I think I might have put some other instruments on it as well. But... Um, you know, they, they did a video to go along with it. And they're just young, I don't know what, sort of early 20s, I guess. And they reminded me a bit of Paul uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Or, you know, there's not many um, male duos around anymore. I mean, in the 60s and the 70s, there were a lot of, uh, it was like a big thing, male duo bands and, and singers, uh, people playing guitar. These guys, one plays guitar, one plays drums. And they're, they're just great, um, really sort of lively guys and... Uh, fun loving and just want to make music and want to play live and I really like the, their attitude and their um, passion really for what they were doing so that was a yeah and I like this track well let's listen to it here it is it's called Seven Years by the artists known as Ginger Tom
And that's Seven Years by Ginger Tom Stuart Epps, the legendary producer from England, is online with us. Stuart, when you you, you must get a ton of uh, applications and demo reels by people who would love to work with you. What did you hear with these? Now, you you already touched on this with your uh, with your likening them uh, to a bit of uh, Simon and Garfunkel. But what do you hear? What do you listen for when you're listening to a prospective artist that you might work with? Well, I, I guess it's um, experience, really. I mean, I've been doing this a long time, and when I was working at Dick James, I was in A and R there, and I used to listen to. Uh, bands and I used to listen to tapes that would come in and then people would come in for appointments so it's something that I've been doing for so long really listening to um to new music and to uh unsigned bands and embryonic demos you know in their sort of raw form and uh, I suppose it's just something that you do obviously get better at also it's something that um that maybe you don't realize you don't know whether you've got an aptitude for it or not but in the case of Elton John, you know, I liked his demos and I liked the tracks that we made in the early days. You know, and then after, you know, 250 million or however many albums that he sold, people think the same. Then obviously you think, wow, you know, I was right about him. Um, I was one of the first people to hear Queen. I heard their first album when we were at uh, Rocket Records and thought they were very good. And obviously they went on to be pretty successful. And, you know, there were a few artists like that, Chris Rear and some others, that I heard at a very early stage. And um, and so, well, I thought that, you know, I've obviously got a bit of an aptitude for spotting uh, something good. So, but really, I just, um, you know, I just, I don't know what to expect. I don't really know sometimes what genre the music's going to be in. It could be, you know, soul or blues or rock or heavy metal or anything, really. I don't know what's coming up. So I just try to keep an open mind and, just sit back and listen and it's just really it's just like anyone who listens to music i guess it's what grabs you and yeah i mean obviously there's the commerciality aspect and maybe for me it's a little bit more detailed a bit more technical i'm listening to the song i'm listening to the uh, melody and the it's normally the melody that gets me first i'm not so uh into you know the lyrics straight away I, this melody that grabs me and um Obviously, if it's a band, you know, the feel of the band and the playing and everything else. And then you just sum it all up. And I mean, there are more physical things that can happen to you when you're listening to music. And, you know, your, your head starts buzzing sometimes, which is something that happens to me. If it's really something brilliant, uh, you know, you get a bit of a tingly feeling. And, uh, and these are all signs that this might be something a bit special. So that's what I look for, I guess. Wonderful. We we have this feature that we do uh, irregularly, not on every show, but we call it Rockstar 101. And basically what we do is we will talk to people in the industry. We've had uh, record company executives. We've had producers. We've had A&R people uh, who will come on and discuss what what it takes to make it in the business, not just to go out and, you know, be a hit one time and move on and disappear yeah. or whatever, but to actually make a career in the business, a, a lasting career. Absolutely. And we've been fortunate to have some uh, some excellent examples of that. As a matter of fact, later today we're going to have another one, uh, Joe Bonsell of the Oak Ridge Boys, who have been together since, uh, well, since longer than some of our listeners have actually been around. And um, yeah. we value... You know, we value the the expertise and advice of someone in your position who has been down the road, seen what happens, right. 
and has worked with artists on their way up. Now you're working with one of our uh, one of our uh, companies over here in the states, Lady Lake Music out of Florida, right? Oh yeah, of course I am. Yeah, with Cindy. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're good people. We've uh, we've worked with them on several occasions. Had several of their artists. On matter of fact, uh, we have uh, a couple of their artists coming up in a little bit. Uh, Laurie and mm-hmm. Fred will be with us, and uh, they're. Uh, they're good people, Cindy and Jen, both uh, good people. Now, this next yeah. group that we're going to uh, that we're going to feature here is a uh, is a group called Tasting Grace. What can you tell us about Tasting Grace? Yeah, well, Tasting Grace that's a, that's a while ago now. That's quite a while ago when I was working with them, and uh, I can't exactly remember what part of the states they're from. Uh, it could be Chicago, that area. And uh, again, this came via Music X-Ray, and um, you know, I heard a couple of tracks, and they got this great singer. I can't really remember her name now, but a female singer. And you know, I really related to the music, and I uh, liked how it was sounding. And I ended up um, remixing, not just remixing. I think I added a lot of um, instrumentation to their uh, tracks, and we did quite a lot of stuff together. I mean, it is a while ago now. I think she might have gone solo. Um, so I haven't heard from from uh, them for a while, but uh, yeah, I certainly like the band and hope that they're doing well in the states. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not overly familiar with them. Uh, as a matter of fact, prior to uh, talking with you and uh, and going through your artists, I hadn't uh, hadn't been familiar with them at all. I believe her name is Jenna Grace, and uh, the group yeah, I know was formed back in '06. So I'm not sure where they are now or what they're doing, but it no. would be worth. Uh, it would be worthwhile to uh, go look them up and uh, see if I can find out uh, what they're doing. While we're mentioning yeah. look them up, and before we get into this track, uh, tell <laughs> our listeners how they can find out more about you. Now, you have a website. Uh, you, you have your music online. How can they find you? Yeah, well, the, um, there's two websites. There's uh, stewardapps.com, which is my first website, and that's, um, that's pretty much... Uh, all about me if they go to Stu's story you know that's really where I started in the business age 15 and takes you through uh, all the various things that I've done since then and um, you know there's a, there's um, a lot of the studios that I've put together and worked in and photos so stewardepps.com is a good site but then I started uh, a, a music platform called Epps Music Productions and that's uh, the latest website and that features um, a lot of the uh, new artists and indie artists that I've been working with recently. Um, if you go to the artists uh, section, then there's, um, there's some of the videos and, and some of the mixing and some of the bands that I've been working with. And actually, the, as a music platform, you can actually sign up to uh, Epps Music Production. And um, there's a small uh, charge, uh, monthly amount. And then for that... Uh, artists or anyone really can have access to my email in which I give um, song critiques and uh, advice on on recording and, and give sort of special rates for mixing and producing and, and that sort of thing. So that's um, epsmusicproductions.com. Very good. And I know that uh, some of our listeners will be very interested in that. Uh, it's something that I was going – you're doing very well at uh, – at ex- anticipating my questions, and, and I like that. It yeah. saves me the trouble of asking them. Yeah, <laughs> right now we're going to give a listen to a song called Sixes and Sevens. This is by the yeah. uh, American indie band Tasting Grace. 
That's a group called Tasting Grace. And with us today, Mr. Stuart Epps, a Grammy Award-winning producer who's worked with a uh, virtual Hall of Fame of rock artists over the years from uh, their beginnings right up to uh, right up to their hit record streaks. And uh, Mr. Epps, a pleasure having you with us here today. Now, you mentioned the last uh, interval before we played that song about your website, that people can go to to hear uh, artists that you are working with and also to contact you for advice and uh, to work with you perhaps in the in the future tell us all what you look for how should they do it because i know all of us myself included 
get these uh, random little notes online from people that, you know, we have had no contact with and, and, and really do not know. And they'll say, hey, please play my music, or can you tell me what my music sounds like? If you like it, would you play it? And tell, these, tell the people how they should approach this to you. Well, like I say, on, on uh, X Music Productions, you can actually sign up to, uh, to EMP, and, uh, and then you have um, contact with me on email, and you can ask me questions, play me songs. I mean, within reason, you know, it's, uh, if, if, if there's a band or an artist, I normally say send me two or three of your favorite uh, tracks, you know, demos on MP3, and let me have a listen, and then I'll send back an evaluation, and if I think I can help with either remixing or... I mean, I'm I'm actually, uh, you know, taking, you know, there's some artists on there that have just sent me guitar and voice or piano and voice, and then I've put on a whole production around that, which is a pretty, um, I mean, 30 years ago, that would have been absolutely impossible, and it would uh, it would have been a bit of a dream to be able to do something like that. And now it's 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 absolutely possible, and I've done, uh, I'm doing tracks with an 18-year-old rock guy, in uh, Chicago, and he's literally just sending me guitars and voice, and then I put on my drummer, and uh, if there's anything I can do, I put on keyboards and backing vocals, and, uh, you know, it's a great feeling, really, uh, just as great as being in the studio with someone, to be able to then send them back this finished, polished, um, master version of what was really a, just a rough demo, um, and then to be able to make it really come to life with extra instrumentation and production. And, um, you know, more often than not, they're happy with it. Mostly the, the people I work with are very happy with the results. And, you know, they get released and uh, hopefully they, they, some of them do really well. So, And, you know, the, the main thing is getting the buzz out of all this because uh, music is supposed to be uh, enjoyable and atmospheric and, you know, bring a lot of uh, joy all around, really, even if it's not necessarily... A, a commercial success, which obviously we hope that they will be. Um, it's just making it great and making great music. That's the main thing. So, you know, people can contact me via EMP or stewardeps.com, uh, and uh, we can go from there, really. Very good. And I, I do understand exactly what you're saying about, about the good feeling you get uh, we get a little taste of it here, too, because we specialize, as it were, in uh, indie artists, emerging artists, yeah. and uh, I love being able to, uh, you know, to give them a stage to play on to the rest of the world. It's, uh, you know, Absolutely. I had a career in uh, radio gone by, and uh, this kind of gives me a chance to pay it back and pay it forward at the same time, so I understand exactly what you're saying there. Now, you're working with artists on both sides of the pond and as as you implied, that's something that would not have been possible 30 years ago. Uh, it, it is now through the through the magic of modern technology and the internet. Yeah. Are you are you over in the states at all anymore? Um, I don't get over there that much. No, I, I did have. Um, I was working with a band from Los Angeles, and so a couple of years ago, um, it was very exciting to go to uh, Capitol Studios in LA and uh, worked, in, worked there for a couple of weeks. Um, so, But no, I don't get to the States as much as I'd like to. Uh, I've been, uh, you know, I do work with bands, not just from the States, but uh, all over Europe, and then Australia and South Africa, and it really is all over the world now, which is amazing. But, but what I wanted to say is that, whereas 30 years ago, it was not only, it was also, it was impossible to, uh, 
to do these things uh, with artists um, and sharing uh, production, remote production is what I call it. It was also impossible to have this happen, which is what we're doing right now, which is for me to be sitting in a, my studio in Cookham in Berkshire, to be on the radio, to be on this internet radio with you. I'm not even sure where you are. Where about to you in the States? <laughs> well, oh, we're in... Uh, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, John. We're about to... Uh, okay, okay I'm we are on... in... Uh, no, we're stepping all over each other. David, you go. All right, John Bon Jovial. Thank you. John is in Naples, Florida. That's on the Gulf Coast right. side of the state, uh, about two hours below Tampa. And right. I am in the uh, I'm in the uh, southwest in the Nevada, Arizona area, uh, probably about an hour and a half from Las Vegas. So uh, we are uh, almost almost by coastal. Yes, it is. It yeah, is amazing and. Uh, John and I had uh, worked together in radio uh, long ago in a galaxy far away in Tampa, Florida. And uh, yes, we got we together a few years ago and decided that, uh, hey, radio today is not what it was when we were in it. And uh, yeah. we have these uh, available. I-, I liken the Internet radio to the early days of broadcast radio. It's uh, it's an open range yeah. And uh, people can do things that they've never been able to do before. Uh, And we don't even have to be able to create a a crystal radio kit or have a broadcast station, per se. So we decided, let's go and do it our way with the people we want to do it with. And we pride ourselves on having some of the biggest names in the music, but also introducing so many of these well, I, I don't like to say unknown because that's kind of a downer, but artists that are not known outside of their own area and give them a stage yeah. where they can present their music and their personalities to people all over the world, and in this case, uh, to a uh, to a very well-established producer. And we are so appreciative yeah. of you taking your time to be with us today. Well, absolutely, Tell I appreciate I, I Let me just say I, I absolutely appreciate what you're doing. And actually, when I first I first came to the States in the uh, early 70s with Elton John when he was starting his career, and, um, you know, I'd been working in uh, Dick James, like I told you. I was also a plugger, actually, uh, trying to get um, Elton's music and other artists on the BBC uh, network in London, which was um, incredibly difficult. And, you know, there was, the BBC was a, a, like a, a hierarchy that... Uh, you know, you had to have special passes to get in and to meet people and producers. To get anywhere close to getting a record played on the BBC was very, very, very difficult. And then obviously in the, um, yeah, we did in the late 60s have the, uh, have the pirate radios, which were the most amazing. And that's obviously what helped some of the uh, early 60s, mid 60s bands was the uh, pirate radios, who I guess is really how you could compare um, internet radio what you're doing although it's it's all legal whereas in those days uh, it was illegal and the only way they got over the legality was being able to broadcast outside um british uh, territory on, on on ships and uh and that's what makes it so exciting and i and you know unfortunately a lot of bands you know they say oh there's too much competition and it's much more harder now than it used to be in the old days and the 60s bands and 70s bands and 80s bands had it had it easy. But really, you know, what you guys are doing with internet radio, like you say, makes it so possible for uh, for new music to get heard and for you to give a platform to these um, 
new artists is, is totally brilliant. So appreciate what you're doing. Well, thank you very much. It, it is really our pleasure to be able to do it. Now, before we let you go, let me ask you one more question, and then we're going to play another sample of an artist you've worked with. We're going to go with a group called The Thirteen, and uh, we have that oh, standing right, by. Right. Before we let you go, tell us where you're going with this. Now, you have gone from working with some of the biggest artists in the world and across genres even to working with the the upcoming, the unknown, the emerging artists who haven't made a name for themselves around the world yet. Where are you looking to go with this? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's looking to go in the same same place, really, because like I say, a lot of the artists and bands that I was working with when I started with them weren't uh, well known at all. So, um, you know, it's it's really, obviously, it's great to find the next Beatles or the next Led Zeppelin, and obviously that's what you're hoping is the next band you're going to hear or the next singer is going to be um, the next Robbie Williams or whatever. But, uh, you know, it's a little bit more complicated than that, and you touched on it earlier about... Uh, what does it take to um, to make a great artist and make a great band and, or great singer, great musician? And it, it is a whole mixture of things. Um, it's uh, personality and perseverance, and um, you know, having the will, having the the whole sort of power in you to make these things happen. And it's it takes a lot of different things in a personality. So, you know, I'm always looking for for artists to work with long term. Uh, that they can keep coming up with great music and writing great songs. So, you know, I mean, I just want to do more of what I am doing, which is probably working more than I've ever worked before, um, especially with varied artists. That's the good thing about now, is that I generally used to work with one artist uh, for many years, you know, and we work on projects for many weeks, many months, and now I'm working with maybe 15, 20 different artists at any one time. Um, which you know keeps you all sort of keeps me fresh at, at uh, engineering and producing and keeps me sort of alive with it, which is what I like to do. And you know, obviously, looking to to make any of the artists that I work with uh, as successful as possible, and that's uh, that's always the aim, really. So enjoying it more than ever, I guess. And, and the, the one that you're about to play, the thirteen. You know, I'm pleased that you're picking that because actually my wife's uh, downstairs and she's probably, obviously, she's listening to the program. And this is one of her favorite uh, bands that I work with. Um, it's very much sort of like um, late 60s or mid 60s um, music, uh, maybe the Small Faces and Early Who, you know, bands that uh, were around at that time and really like this band, The 13. And unfortunately, I don't think they're. Uh, a band anymore but I'm sure the singer is still making music and the, the musicians are somewhere so glad that you chose chose this track well thank you and uh, you, you brought out one very important point that we hear so many times from so many artists both uh, both the upcoming and the established ones that have lasted over the years and that's the fact you said that you're enjoying it you're having fun doing it and this is this is obviously one of the most important things. You've got to enjoy what you're doing. Someone once said, if you find something you love to do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I, I yeah. think that's true. In parting, one last thing before we let you go and we play uh, the 13. Uh, if you could give one piece of advice to an emerging artist who wanted to make a career in music, what would it be? 
Well, the line that springs to mind is don't give up. There you go. Excellent. Whatever, Very whatever happens, you know, whatever's thrown in front of you, believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing and never give up. That's the thing to do. Very good. Stuart Epps, thank you so much for being here with us today. We look forward to having you come back again and talk with us some more in the future. We're going to leave the audience now with uh, Electro Rock, The Moon Bears, by a group called The Thirteen. Great. Thank you, David. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you very much.
produced by Mr. Stewart Apps, who gave us an unknown emerging artist by the name of Elton John, among many others he's worked with. Be sure and look him up on the web. Uh, you have all of this uh, amazing information at your fingertips. And uh, as he said, you can find him at the StuartEpps.com. And also, especially if you're interested in maybe working with him, uh, getting tips from one of the uh, one of the greatest producers in uh, music today, uh, go to Epps Music Productions on, online, EppsMusicProductions.com, and uh, you might be able to work directly with him. Thank you again, Mr. Stuart Epps, for being with us today. John Bon Jovial, what have you got for us? Well, I got to tell you, before we get on to the next segment here, I am so impressed with the music that uh, Stuart had brought to us today. Uh, the first song that that we had uh, played, uh, uh, Ginger Tom, uh, kind of reminded me of a you know a mixture of Small Faces and also you know early '60s Moody Blues. I, I I thought I heard some shadings of that in there, and uh, damn. Good stuff. Really good stuff. Good stuff. And, uh, but, and, uh, yeah. No, go ahead, Joe. No, go ahead. No, no, I was, well, you know, I was just basically going to uh, try to pay some bills here. Uh, but first of all, you know, we interrupt this show by hacking into your device. We're not no! device. Yes. You cannot no! resist. <laughs> Resistance is futile to quote some other program uh, <laughs> but uh, now that I, I have to go back to my normal Ron radio voice there you know seriously there are a lot of dedicated hackers out there whose sole aim is to screw up your computer your phone your tablet any other device that you use to stream music or access the internet on and if you're not careful and maintain a high level of passwords and security and remain vigilant you can get hacked you will get hacked uh, this crap that we're talking about is referred to as ransomware where somebody actually locks your computer up and demands a ransom for uh, from you to get your computer back to get your computer working again. And the answer to that is never, never, ever pay. This is a hoax. And whatever the problem with your computer or other device is, what we need you to do is to contact the good people at Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida. That's Computer Help USA. They are the pros at curing viruses and ransomware, Microsoft certified people, Apple certified, fully guaranteed work. And in most cases, they can solve the problem and restore your system with no problems at all, even online, so you don't have to take your device to the shop. So whether it's a bug, ransomware, the latest virus, or just your system not running as it should, Computer Help USA. Online at comphelpusa.com. Help is their middle name. And you can also get a hold of Computer Help USA if you're in the States or in Canada by calling area code 239 596 Or you can mail support at comphelpusa.com. Com. David, what is up next? Well, thank you very much, John Bon Jovi. Up next, we have a very dynamic duo that uh, produces some of the some of the prettiest music we've heard in a long time. The couple, uh, ironically, John, this is something you and I can relate to. Uh, Laurie and well, Fred are uh, from <laughs> two different towns: one from Boston, one from New York. And uh, since you're from Boston originally, and I'm from New York, although upstate, 
uh, I, we can kind of relate to this, and uh, uh, it goes along with what uh, what Stuart Epps was just saying about how people outside of uh, their own local areas can actually get together and work together. And we're very happy to have Lori Diamond and Fred Abatelli with us today to introduce their new album. We're going to play a track from it now, and uh, then we're going to bring uh, Lori and Fred on and chat with them. This is Lori Diamond and Fred Abatelli and the title tune from their new CD, it's called Lifted.
Lori Diamond, Fred Abatelli from their new CD, Lifted. And I think now is a great time to bring them on board and say hello, Lori and Fred. Hello there. Hello. Hello there. Hello, Lori. Welcome aboard, you two. I think it's uh, I think it's really neat that we have the uh, Boston New York thing in common. And I know that there's an, inter- there's an interesting little story about how you two got together. Tell us that. Well, basically, when when MySpace.com was a was a flourishing situation before before um, you know anything else was going on there, we, we met on MySpace Music through a mutual friend, and we just you know I I dropped off in one of her one of her gigs that she had with her band. And then she stopped in to hear one of the gigs at my band, with my band. And we thought we'd just get together and, and see if there was any, any magic going on with the music, and there absolutely was. And at the end of the day, we decided that we were going to quit both of our bands and, uh, and just, you know, get, get together and, and start playing music. Yeah, it's amazing how long those things can take sometimes. You, you know, you, you put years into finding a... Uh, Finding an arrangement like that, and it comes together in a matter of uh, virtually in a matter of minutes. But uh, yeah. I remember the days. MySpace was a was a very big influence uh, a few years ago in social media before uh, before Facebook came along, really. And, right. Uh, yeah. Now, now, do, do you, John, and I have uh, you know we have our own little rivalries going on between. Uh, you know, especially between in, in baseball between the Red Sox we do? and the Yankees. We do. <laughs> well, th- th- there have been moments when we've uh, you know uh, kind of questioned each other's uh, uh, influences. You guys find any of that uh, even in a, in a friendly sort of way, where you have a little bit of that rivalry well, between the two cities? Well, neither one of us are sports fans, so that makes it really easy. <laughs> Makes it a lot easier, yes. <laughs> so tell us about the music now. Uh, first, tell me, tell the audience rather, more importantly, uh, about the instrumentation, because you guys do most of your own instrumentation on this. Right. Yes. Lori is a wonderful pianist. Um, so she's doing, on this on this recording, uh, it's actually the entire CD, she's um, playing piano, organ, um and virtually all the all the vocals on that, and I play guitar and bass and backup vocals and, and a couple little things along the way. So, and then we we brought a lot of people in to help us to help us with percussion, um, and some background vocals, and that worked out extremely well as well. And and also and cello as well as you as you may have heard in that last tune with Kristen Miller. So, and now the material itself comes from where. Laurie, you want to take this, Laurie? Are you able to hear me? Am I on? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we hear you fine. Okay, terrific. (laughs) So the the question is, where does the music come from? Um, Well, typically, uh, well, Fred and I are really uh, evolving as musicians like anyone who loves their craft, and and we're finding we're really inspired about writing about um, gratitude and positivity and uh, themes of healing and hope. We really try to infuse a thread of those themes in the writing because that that is what inspires us. That's where we are on our journeys in life. But as far as creating a song itself, generally, uh, I will start an outline 
on the piano and and a melody, and then I'll bring it to Fred, and he'll start painting his beautiful colors in it. And then together we will really co-create something that just ends up being something that you know, really, sometimes doesn't even start even anything like it originally was, and that's that's the beauty of it. It's really it makes it fun and creative, and it's just great to have different perspectives coming together to create something that um, you both really are proud of. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, you you've definitely created a CD that you can be proud of here. Understand, you also have uh, something else you should be kind of proud of. You're up for, uh, let's see if I've got this right now. You're up for best CD, best female vocalist, best male vocalist, and best CD cover artwork at the uh, Worcester Music Awards, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that's that's correct. uh, We are humbled and honored to be um, nominated in those categories. The Worcester, I, I, I live in the Worcester area these days, uh, which is about an hour west from Boston, for those who don't know. And there's actually a wonderful, thriving mu- music scene out this way. And uh, Pulse Magazine really does a great job recognizing local talent. And we are among a bunch of other great folks. Lady Lake, our friends who you chatted about before, they actually have a wonderful invite about their faves for the Worcester Music Awards. And it also has easy instructions on how to vote. I mean, it's just a great way for folks who want to support independent musicians, but maybe Maybe it's been too cold to go to shows. You know, everybody wants to stay home and be cozy. Well, this is a great way to do it in, in, you know, five or six clicks of your mouse, and you've made a big difference in someone's life. You've definitely had a a winter to remember. As uh, many know, I uh, I was not immune to that either. I was born and raised in upstate New York, so I had a... I had a taste of the snow country, too, and to be honest with you, I do not remember a winter that has been as cruel with as many repeat instances of heavy (laughs) snow followed by, you know, painfully cold temperatures, and then back-to-back the same cycle repeating itself so much. This has been one one heck of a winter up there. Guys. Yeah, don't 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 try too hard to remember anything like that. It's not fun. <laughs> Think about Naples. Think about Naples. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I'm no well, longer just, there. Just, just so you know, here in uh, here in Naples today, the temperature, and you probably don't want to hear this, but it's it's no. about 80 degrees, and it's a nice gentle oh. breeze blowing off the Gulf and. <gasps> Oh, we will live vicariously uh, through you. Yeah, that's that's really yeah. tragic, isn't it? <laughs> tragic. And uh, I have, uh, you know, you mentioned Worcester. I've got very, I've got many fond memories of uh, Worcester. I've got family out there, and uh, although it's been many years since I've seen them, uh, and uh, of course, you guys may not be sports fans, but you know, just hanging around Boston, and Fred hanging around New York, you, you know that uh, the Red Sox and the Yankees are a religion to their respective fans. And, yes, that's uh, true. That is true. <laughs> and, 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 and David did mention this little rivalry that we've got going, and it, it's really a very simple explanation to it, and that is that the Red Sox represent everything good in the world, and the Yankees suck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, that's a very, <laughs> wow, yes, safe yes, comment. That's the kind of statement that would get it's us all really in trouble, sad. you know? <laughs> it's really sad that John is so wishy-washy, and we can never really—I know—you know—he you never really lets you know how he really. Yeah, feels. can we pinpoint a real opinion, please? 
I'm sorry. I wish, I wish for that. once you would just, just state what's on your mind. Just one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Stop, stop waffling. Right, <laughs> back, right. to the reason, back to the reason we're here. The music. Uh, how long? How long was it for the for the CD? Now you have a nine track CD called Lifted, which I'm sure uh, is available online, and uh, we'll have you tell us about that in just a second. But how long did it take for the uh, CD to come together? Uh, this was about a, the process. Probably took us about a year. We really, we really took our time with it. We we felt probably the most free that we felt in any of our previous recordings because we we didn't want to stay and box ourselves into um, a single genre. We really wanted to embrace our love for jazz and blues and gospel and folk and pop and we we just wanted to be brave and feel feel like we could express ourselves um, and just just run with it, you know. So we so we really took our time to be very thoughtful and invite just a few select folks who we really respect and admire. And um, so the result we we felt was great because, um, you know, we really just we didn't rush it. And so yeah, it took about a year, I would say. It feels like a new baby. Well, you have a beautiful new baby. And uh, we're going to play. Uh, we're going to play another track off from it right now. As a matter of fact, we're going to take a departure from the original material, which uh, is uh, primarily what the album is all about. And we're going to play a, an old standard uh, that I found on there, and uh, I know uh, a lot of people love. It's a song called "Wayfaring Stranger," and you, uh, you do a wonderful interpretation of the song. And uh, we're going to play that in just a moment. But before we let you go. Mm-hmm. Tell us, one, how they can hear more of your album, and two, how they can get the CD. Well, folks can find um, ways to connect with us to have music samples or exclusive content, as well as all links to um, other music places like iTunes and Amazon. The main place to always go would be www. L-D-F-A, that's for Laurie Diamond, Fred Abatelli, L-D-F-A music.com, and everything they need is right there. Awesome. Great. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being with us today, and uh, another couple of wonderful representatives of our friends at Lady Lake Music in Florida. Thank you so Woo-hoo. much for joining us and sharing your music today. And Thank we you for having forward to- Oh, our pleasure. We look forward to having you back again in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, Laurie Diamond, Fred Abatelli, from their new CD, Lifted, this is Wayfaring Stranger.
Larry Diamond, Fred Abitelli. It's called Wayfaring Stranger from their new CD, Lifted. John Bon Jovial, are you with us? I am here, and I, I you know, I, I'll tell you, David, this one thing I was listening to this last song, and something that you don't hear very often, uh, the beat. That was a cha-cha. And you just oh. don't hear that in contemporary music that often anymore. And my hat's off to Fred and Lori on, on coming up with that, because that's a beautiful piece. It is, and they've, they've taken an old standard, which is kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a, if you're going to attribute it to a genre, it's hard to pinpoint it because it's kind of a uh, a blues tune. It's kind of a gospel tune. It, it draws on several roots, and they have completely adapted it and made it their own. Good job, guys. Oh, that was a really yeah, cool. that was a cross a cross genre uh, piece. That uh, I mean, you've got yeah, you, like you said, you you've got uh, gospel, you've got blues, you've got contemporary jazz in there, you've got pop flavoring. But the fact to combine this all together. Uh, you know, into a one-two cha-cha-cha beat was uh, just, to me, that was the crowning achievement of that song. Definitely, definitely, and a nice sound of that. And we've got, we've got another exciting person standing by to talk with us. John, do you have a message before we bring on Joe Bonsall? Yeah, let, let's see if we can't, you know, shamelessly try to make some money here today, David. Uh, we want you to award yourself the David Bowers Awards, official T-shirts. They are available right now, and they are available exclusively at www.thedavidbowers.com, and they're still only $14.30. Simply check our website, click on your choice, and order direct. Your official The David Bowers Awards t-shirt will be shipped directly to you. It's available in black or white, men's or women's sizes. Order today. Operators are standing by. www.thedavidbowers.com. Get your official The David Bowers Awards t-shirts and run with the best. It's colder now, so get two. What the heck? Why not? Back to you, David. Thank you, John Bon Jovi. And now let's bring on the man of the hour. This is a, this is especially interesting in light of the fact that I have posted many times uh, posts from uh, Joe and the Oak Ridge Boys, and I've captioned them on the road with the Oak Ridge Boys. And uh, I have recently changed that because I don't want to plagiarize uh, the fact that uh, Joe Bonsall's latest book is called on the road with the Oak Ridge Boys. He's going to be telling us uh, a little bit about that, as well as previewing their new gospel album, which comes out in a few days. And the ironic part of the whole thing is, today we are literally on the road with the Oak Ridge Boys as they travel back to Nashville from Florida. Joe Bonsall, are you with us? I am, David, and I'll tell you what, you can use On the Road with the Oak Ridge Boys any way you want to, my friend, and we are <laughs> indeed on the road. We uh, we played, uh, we just come back off an eight-day Florida swing. We were in Key Largo last night, and we're deadheading home, and right now you find the Oak Ridge Boys almost to Dalton, Georgia, about 30 miles south of Chattanooga, heading up towards north of Nashville, Hendersonville, Tennessee, where we live. So I hope we keep our signal. We're taking a chance here. But uh, I think we're coming into some pretty populated area where we'll be okay. We are we are on the bus on the road right now. 
fantastic, and it uh, it is a pleasure for us not only to be on the road with the Oak Ridge Boys, but to uh, bring a little bit of the Oak Ridge Boys on the road to our listeners. Joe, you've got a fantastic new album coming out. This is, uh, in a way, it's kind of a, a return to your roots uh, as you started out primarily as a gospel group before going, uh, well, before going all genres, crossing all genres, and, uh, and and actually mainstream, and I don't mean that in a downer way either. Uh, you guys just reach all audiences. Tell us about this new gospel album you have coming out. Well, David, we're really excited about it. It's basically an album full of the old great hymns of the church, uh, some of the greatest songs ever written, and it's on the Gate for Music uh, label, and it's called the Oak Ridge Boys Hymns and Gospel Favorites. Rock of Ages is the actual title of the album, and uh, I think people are going to really enjoy this. There's a lot of heart and soul in this singing, and we have some really special moments on there, too, that I don't know that folks will be expecting. Like, for instance, there's a song called Sweet Jesus that's not a hymn, but it was written for us by Merle Haggard, and our, and, and our Dwayne Allen thought that this was a great opportunity to put this song on a project, and... Uh, Man, when you hear Merle Haggard sing with the Oak Ridge Boys and do the recitation on Sweet Jesus, man, it'll just frost you. And uh, also, we did a song called Peace Within, a bluegrass-flavored song, Creature in the Isaacs. But most of the songs on here are the great old hymns, Rock of Ages, In the Garden, Blessed Assurance, Angel Band. I mean, just some great, great, great hymns. I love to tell the story. And we put our treatment onto these hymns, and I, I think folks are going to really enjoy it. And it comes out exclusively at Cracker Barrel. This coming week, and then it will be a Cracker Barrel for two weeks and then release nationwide after that. And I had the pleasure of uh, not only previewing the album, which, uh, thank you very much, Joe Bonzel, it is, uh, it is yes, indeed sir. something to be excited about, but I also had the pleasure of seeing you guys do, uh, do a tune from it in person uh, recently at the River in Laughlin, uh, Nevada, uh, on your show there, so it was a, a double thrill for me, and uh, we're going to share that uh, thrill right now. We're going to give you the Oak Ridge Boys featuring Merle Haggard and Sweet Jesus. Sweet 
uh, and the spontaneity of live shows. So for those of you listening to the show, these shows are always done live originally, broadcast live with all the warts, mistakes, and whatever happens along the way. And, uh, Did you just say warts? <laughs> warts, yeah. <laughs> and warts. we do not... We do not go through and sterilize the show afterwards. Hello. If there's uh, live, you know, hello, oh, Joe, hey, are you Joe, are you back? Hello. Well, he was he was for just a moment, and we'll keep uh, we'll keep holding on. We've got some more music from the album for them, and I know uh, Dwayne Allen is going to be joining us uh, on this break if uh, <laughs> if they get their signal back, and we'll hold hold the line open for them. But as I was saying, uh, these shows are done live originally, and then put on podcast exactly as they're broadcast. So uh, you get the. Uh, you get the moments of excitement and surprise. You get the mistakes, blips, and it sounds like we might have the. Uh, do we have the bus online? Is that uh, Joe, Dwayne? It sounded like we might have the bus there, but uh, apparently not. There, not yet, anyway. So let's. Is there uh, anybody out there in the ether that can hear us? <laughs> uh, uh, well, like like you said, David, we'll keep the line open and. Hopefully we'll get back. And uh, but uh, you, I know that you and I, we were talking at great length about this record uh, before we went on uh, the air. And one of the things that we were talking about were just the beautiful harmonies that you hear on this record, which has always been one of the signature of the Oak Ridge Boys. Uh, and I heard it uh, in this last song that we just played, "Sweet Jesus." Uh, the beautiful harmonies and the guitar work, gorgeous guitar work in it. And that, that's something on the album. They have a, a little bit of everything. They've got uh, they've got some with some uh, some really super instrumentation, and it looks like we might have Joe back online. I see the line just opened up again. Uh, some really really great instrumentation, and they have some others that are very bare and basic, and almost all you hear is uh, is their uh, superb voices. And what a blend! I mean, after. Uh, they, they they were good to begin with, and after 40 years of working together, they're even better now than they were then. Joe, can you hear me? Yes, sir, David. I'm back with you. We must have got lost in the mountain there. There you go. I understand Dwayne Allen is with us now, too. Yeah, Dwayne's right here. I'm going back right now to see him and let him bomb into you here. Uh, Dwayne Allen's sitting right here in his chair. Here he is, David. All righty. Welcome aboard, Dwayne. Good to talk hey, to you. Hey, man. What's up? How hey, are we're, you? Just sit, we're just sitting here rock and rolling, enjoying the sunshine. Understand you're getting a little uh, little nicer weather than that area had a few days ago. Well, we've been down in Florida while Nashville is being hammered, but uh, hopefully we're going to bring up some good weather from the south, and maybe it will be nicer in, in Nashville by the time we get there. You, you probably got some family that's a little upset with you uh, timing that out to be in Florida when they were getting hammered, right? <laughs> we were we were almost uh, hesitant to even tell them how pretty it was in Florida because they were having such a hard time even getting outside of the house. My wife decided she was going to go out and feed the birds and squirrels because everything was iced and snowed over, and she was afraid that they were going to need food, so... She took a bunch of food out and put it on the driveway and fell through the snow and ice and like to never got oh, no. into the house. 
Has she been found yet? She, she said she said it looked like a bulldozer had come back into the house where she fell. <laughs> oh, listen, I grew up in that stuff, so I can sympathize. I know exactly what she's talking about. And I've also spent yes. uh, uh, spe- spent a good amount of time in Florida, so I know what that's like this uh, this time of year. This is really, I think, the most beautiful time of year in Florida. And you guys were over at the uh, Strawberry Festival in uh, Plant City, which is uh, which is familiar ground to me. When I first went to Florida, my first job in radio was at a station that uh, unfortunately no longer exists in Plant City, the old WPLA. So uh, I, I'm familiar wow. with uh, Florida. I'm familiar with the city and uh, very familiar with the Strawberry Festival. As a matter of fact, I uh, had the pleasure of uh, being in the uh, Strawberry Festival parade back in, uh, oh, my gosh, a long time ago, 1973, I believe it was. Oh, man, we were working the Strawberry Festival back then, too. In fact, we were the parade marshals one year. Uh, In a year where we were so popular, we had to book two days, two shows a day. We sold out four shows at the Strawberry Festival. But the big thing was we did that parade at the beginning of it all, and it turned so cold that we all <laughs> nearly froze. And once I got back home, I was so sick, I didn't even go outside of my house into my backyard for five days <laughs> trying to warm up. I can believe it. I remember when we did the parade in 73, uh, it was similar. It wasn't quite that bad, but it did get uncomfortably cool. And, of course, we're sitting on the back deck of a convertible in the breeze, which wasn't, uh, wasn't a lot of fun. <laughs> well, we've, uh, we've kind of we've turned out to be the darlings of the Strawberry Festival. And this year they said, uh, you know, you guys have worked the thing so many times, and you worked it last year. Uh, what would you say if we tell you we want to work, want you to work the Strawberry Festival every year until you decide you don't want to come down here anymore? We say, well, that'll be just fine with us. Awesome! Hey, especially when they do it during snowstorms in Nashville. <laughs> but that's that's <laughs> tremendous. You talking well, we about how? We have some really good dates down in Florida that we can tie together with the Strawberry Festival, so it makes a really good week-long gig down here at a time that the weather is so unpredictable in in the other parts of the country. So I'll take it. (laughs) Absolutely. And uh, only next year you might have to bring the families down to spend the week with you down there. I have a feeling my wife is going to want to come to the Florida Florida tour next year. It wouldn't surprise me a bit. You talk about how uh, you talk about how popular you are down there, and I know that's true because, as I said, I've been there. But uh, you you guys have got a heck of a record out here in the Southwest at uh, at Laughlin. Anybody that knows casino towns like Vegas and uh, Reno and Laughlin, uh, they know that. Uh, the casino towns are not noted for their daytime shows. I mean, they have some big talent at nighttime like the Oaks. But uh, you guys were just here for a week. And uh, let's see if I remember the numbers, Craig. You did, uh, what, 11 shows in seven days, including three matinees. Wasn't that the uh, the schedule? Uh, 
That that's right, David. Actually, four matinees, and uh, we sold out all of the nighttime shows. So they they started adding matinees a couple of three years ago to uh, take care of the additional crowd. And of course, we're already there. We're already set up. So for us, it's kind of like doing a, a daytime dress rehearsal for us. And the afternoon crowds are very loose and. Our most devoted fans come to all 11 shows. So uh, it's one of those type things that, that Joe takes. Uh, uh, he takes all the requests on over the Internet, and we pretty much let our fans pick the songs that they want to hear. And a lot of our shows nowadays, our fans pick what uh, the shows that we do all over the country, but especially in Laughlin where we have, probably close to a hundred people that may come to every show. Good grief. That, that is amazing. And I know having been there, I know what it's like. The, uh, the matinee I was at wasn't completely sold out, but it was so close that it didn't really make a difference. I think there were, uh, I think there were a few seats at one table and that was about the only empty space I saw, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is really quite an amazing thing. I think, wasn't it your, uh, wasn't your old bus driver that uh, said something to the effect of uh, uh, your bus draws more people than many artists do? <laughs> well, that's the truth. And uh, and we have big signs on our bus, so we have people that follow us down the highway. In fact, last night we went around a truck, and he had one of these train horns on his truck. And when Ooh. we went by, he... he he loaded down on that train horn, and I thought we were we were crossing a railroad track. And boy, I braced. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did. Dwayne, tell us about this next track we're going to play. This is "Have a Little Talk with Jesus." Well, we've been doing that song in concert for decades now, but we decided we would lay it back a little bit and do just a little bit cooler version of it, a little bit more laid back. Uh, almost kind of an R&B feel on it. And there's still enough of our old arrangement on it that it will sound like what we do on stage. But it, it, the track is just a little bit cooler and a little bit different. We just want to give the people a different taste of some of the things that we can do as we record new products just so they'll say, yeah, I like that too. All right, here we go. We'll be back with you, uh, Dwayne and Joe Bonsall. We'll be back with you in about 3 minutes and 41 seconds. Right now, the Oak Ridge Boys, and have a little talk with Jesus.
Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our trouble. He will hear our faintest cry. Guys work it so well. You just 
you just feel what each other's going to do, and you jump in and do it. It's uh, <laughs> it's a pleasure to be upstaged by you, <laughs> Joe. Oh man, well thank you, you, David. It's great to have you with us. <laughs> oh, it's always my pleasure, Joe. You and the guys have been uh, have been really great. Uh, now I know you've got some uh, some nuggets in the book, and uh, I, you know I don't want to I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but any anyway, but. It, is there a particular one you could share with us, just a little teaser to let us know what to look for in the book? Well, now, there's just so many stories now. I don't know if I can pick out just one. I talk a lot about the music and how we have, and some of the stories behind the songs and the music. I tell the story behind Elvira, how it happened, how it came to be. Tell a little bit about each one of the Oak Ridge Boys. I have some very cool chapters in there. I have one called Old Friends that talks about some real meaningful older folks that have uh, been meaningful to us over the years in our career, and uh, some of them still with us, some of them not. I have a chapter in there called Presidents, where I talk about our relationship with uh, different presidents of the United States over the years, especially George Herbert Walker Bush. I have uh, I have some great stories. I have a chapter called The Anthem Singers. I have a chapter called Cracker Barrel and our relationship with Cracker Barrel. Um, there's some, a little bit of preaching in there, too. I try to lay down some good positive word of the Lord here and there in the book as well to be inspiring. And um, I, I, I talk about being away from home. The hardest part about being with the Oak Ridge Boys is not the singing. It's being, being away from home. Everything else is easy. And um, I, I don't know. I think, I think like I say, uh, the, the book starts out with a, with a story called Phenomenon, and that's where I started my writing. You know, when I the, the Harvest House first came to me with an idea to do a new book on the Oak Ridge Boys. You know, I wrote about this group in a book called An American Journey several years ago, and I just didn't know if I could what there was left to write after that book. I, I wrote my heart out. And then all of a sudden I got to thinking, well, now, wait a minute. There is a new approach here, a new way to do this. And it all started with the night that my wife dropped me off at the bus. We ate dinner together. She was dropping me off, and we were sitting in the parking lot across from the bus, and we were watching the buses churning and all the guys in the band and the crew and the boys all get into the bus and wives, girlfriends, friends dropping them off or coming individually. And my wife, who doesn't normally give out a whole lot of props, turned to me with a tear in her eye and said, you know what, you guys are a phenomenon. I can't believe you're still doing what you do at this level. It's just a phenomenon. It almost broke her down. And I thought to myself, that's really something coming from her. And I thought about it all that night, even as I got on the bus and headed to Somewhereville, USA, and um, I started the book with a chapter called Phenomenon that tells that story. And from there, I, I, I just wrote in this new, fresh approach to the group and what we are and what we're about. And I sent the first six chapters to the publishers. I said, tell me now. Uh, this is my approach, and if you don't like it, let me know because I don't know what else to do right now. But if you like it, I think I can keep going. And they loved it. So the end result is On the Road with the Oak Ridge Boys by Joseph S. Bonville. And um, – I think people are going to really like it, David. Well, I'm definitely going to get my hands on a copy of the book and uh, and read it from cover to cover because I I've read your writing before and I've talked with you and I, I you have a natural way of telling a story and I'm really looking forward to reading On the Road with the Oak Ridge Boys. You you guys have really well I, I just have to sit and think that uh, Wally Fowler and the Georgia Clodhoppers would really be proud of what the Oak Ridge name has evolved into. And for listeners who are not familiar with Wally Fowler and the Georgia Clodhoppers, 
They were a group that was formed back in the early 40s in Tennessee. And uh, if I've got the story straight, they were they were requested, they were asked to perform for the staff and the members of a World War II group that was working in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, on what turned out later to be the uh, nuclear bomb. And, of course, that was highly restricted areas. People weren't allowed to get in and out, so... They were bringing in entertainment for the people in the uh, in the facility, in the Oak Ridge facility. And the group they brought in was Wally Fowler and the Georgia Clodhoppers, who later changed their name to the Oak Ridge Quartet. And, uh, well, as <laughs> the rest of you know, is history. That's true, David. And I touch on that history in the book as well. And uh, I talk about how important the music is and how important the music can be at time to time. Other times, it's not so important, man. We're not splitting the atom here. We're just singing songs. But there are times when the music is meaningful. And I, in the book, I reflect upon how important the music of the Oak Ridge Boys were, or the original Clodhoppers Oak Ridge Quartet at Oak Ridge during those times of war. I talk about how important our music was at a very special concert the day after 9-11. There are times throughout history when music does really means something and can move people and change their hearts and i feel very blessed to be a part of a group the oak ridge boys that has done that on many many occasions and i thank you sir for giving us the opportunity to talk to you from time to time and uh about different books about different music projects and philosophically speaking about um what the oak ridge boys are and what we have meant to different people over the years and uh what it means to us to be this group well, it, it, it's always a pleasure for me personally, and I know I speak for uh, John Bon Jovial and uh, our engineer Nick uh, when I say that it is definitely always our pleasure to have you come on and share your thoughts, your music, and your philosophies with us. Uh, you guys are always welcome. The door is always open for you to come in and join us and sit down, play some music, sit and talk. And when you talk about meaningful songs, uh, one that came to my mind the minute you mo- you mentioned that was uh, uh, G.I. Joe and Lily, which is probably yeah. one of the most touching and emotional songs that I have had the pleasure to hear and play. And uh, if any of our listeners are not familiar with it, uh, you can go online. It's on YouTube, and uh, you should definitely check it out. The true story of G.I. Joe and Lily, about which Joe also has a book. I won't give you any spoilers on it except to say that if you're not familiar with it, you should be. It's a beautiful story, and uh, Joe and the boys do a beautiful job of relating it. Again, thank you so much, Joe, uh, Dwayne Allen, uh, Sleeping Richard Sturban, and the sunbathing <laughs> William Lee Golden. Thank you all for being with us here. What is in the immediate future for the Oak Ridge Boys? The immediate future is a couple of days at home and uh, try to clean up after some of that storm. And then we're going to French Lick, Indiana next Friday at the French Lick Resort. Saturday, we're at the Ameristar Casino in Kansas City. And Sunday, David, we are singing the national anthem for the Southeastern Conference basketball final game at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, which will probably be Kentucky and somebody. I will definitely be watching for that if the networks let us see it. They have a uh, they have a thing. They don't always let us see the national anthem. They're more interested in letting their guys talk. And I guess with what they're I know, getting but paid, I'm for, hoping I that these means it's the final. You never know. They might they might let us do it. Well, we're definitely going to be watching for that. And that's uh, that's the uh, Southeastern Conference basketball final championship game. And the date on that is what? It's Sunday. Whatever next Sunday is. 
if, okay, if, Luna, Sunday, if, if today's the eighth, next Sunday should be the fifteenth. That sounds pretty close. Uh, math never be. was my best subject. <laughs> <laughs> math never was my best subject, but hey, Dwayne caught me on that too. I had uh, we were talking about the uh, the shows you did in Laughlin. I said seven uh, seven nights and uh, three matinees, and he corrected me that was take seven and four to make 11. It actually was four, believe me. Boy, our voices were fried after that week, but we got through it. And uh, and I'll tell you what else coming up. As you know, the Hymns album is coming up at Cracker Barrel stores everywhere, the Oak Ridge Boys Rock of Ages. On the road with the Oak Ridge Boys uh, hits, hits the stores and online on May the 1st, Harvest House. You can pre-order at Amazon.com. Fantastic. Our best to you, Joe, to Dwayne, to Richard, to William Lee, also to Derek, who is always there and always has the answer to get things handled, even when there's a snag, uh, to your entire crew. Fantastic. To the band, your bus drivers, everybody from top to bottom, a great bunch of professionals and a great bunch of good guys. We we love you guys. Thank you for coming thank by. You, David. Thank you for sharing with us, and uh, thank you for sharing your new album, which comes out next week. And we're going to play one more cut from it now before we close the show. This is the Oak Ridge Boys from their gospel album coming out next week. This is called Sweet By and By.
from their new album, Rock of Ages. Thank you so much, guys, for being here. What a great show today, John Bon Jovial. Oh, we had a terrific show from uh, the Oak Ridge Boys to uh, Stuart Epps and uh, Laurie and Fred. I, I tell you what, it's been a it, it's been a fast two hours today. I can't believe how quickly this has gone by. Absolutely, and a fun two hours. A lot of great music. It's been a blast. I want to thank each of our guests: Joe Bonsell, Dwayne Allen, and the Oak Ridge Boys, uh, Laurie Diamond, and Fred Abatelli. And, of course, Mr. Stuart Epps for calling in from uh, over in England uh, to talk with us today. A great show. And we want to thank most of all you, our listeners, because without you, there would be no reason for us to be here. We could just kick back and listen to music ourselves. But uh, I can be honest with you, it's a lot more fun to share the music with you and also to share the chat with the artists who make it. And that's what it's all about, the music and the artists who make it. Until next month, then John Bon Jovial will tell you in a moment exactly what we've got coming up, or at least some of it. We don't want to give it all away. Uh, what we've got coming up for April. And until then, take care of yourselves. Have a great life, and God bless each and every one of you. John Bon Jovial, take us home. You got it, David. Been an excellent day today. Hey, we want to remind you not to forget to order your official The David Bowers Awards t-shirts on our website, www.thedavidbowers.com. And artists, be sure to send us your EPKs to david at thedavidbowers.com for a chance to appear on our show. The David Bowers Awards is produced by The David Bowers for Stick It In Your Ear Productions from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and along the beautiful Colorado River at our studios in Bullhead City, Arizona. It is available for free download on worldwide on Blog Talk Radio, on iTunes, 365 Internet Radio, CMG Global Radio, BFM, that's B-E-E-F-M, and Reputation Shouts Internet Radio Networks. Click the follow on uh, link on our Blog Talk Radio page and like the David Bowers on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Be sure to join us next month for the David Bowers Awards, Sunday, April 12th at 2 p.m. Eastern, that's 11 a.m. Pacific, when our guests will include breaking Canadian star Chelsea Kreitz, and from New York City, the End Men, and from Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Topical Rockers, War Poets. That's right. We're going to have some other stuff, too, that we haven't told you about, stuff that we haven't even thought of yet. So be sure to follow the David Bowers Awards online to find out everything first. Until then, for the David Bowers, uh, Nick Rogers, and all of our crew of rejects here, this is John Bon Jovial saying more awards. Well, yeah, we're going to have them for you next month. So you guys have yourselves a wonderful month. We'll see you then. Be good to each other. Love each other. And you all take care now.